from 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. This is the K1 Podcast. Welcome to week two of the K1 Podcast. I'm Kevin Zimmerman, joined by Rudy Carpenter. Cardinals coming off a 23-17 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. It was close game pretty much throughout. They made it interesting late. Kyler Murray went 25 for 40 for 349 yards, no touchdowns or picks, um, 8.7 yards per attempt. That's pretty good. Overall impressions from you, Rudy? Well, I think when you're talking about Kyler Murray, you know, people wondered if he was going to be able to play at the NFL level the way that he did in college. And I think so far it's a small sample size, but over two weeks, I think that Kyler has proven that he has the ability, he has the skill set to be able to be an elite NFL talent and an elite NFL quarterback. And look, outside of one poor decision he made against the Detroit Lions, he's he's really done a great job in his decision making. He's been able to spread the ball around, get a ton of completions, have some explosive plays to a bunch of different receivers. Christian Kirk, obviously Larry Fitzgerald, Kashawn Johnson made a great play in this game. So in my view, there's been the one bad decision against the Detroit Lions. There was some tipped balls, obviously, that, that people talked about. But in reality, I think what Kyler Murray has shown is that he has the ability to be a great decision maker. He has the ability to, be, to make accurate throws. He plays with great anticipation. He can throw guys open. And I think, obviously, his, his ability to create both inside the pocket and outside the pocket make him very dynamic. And I think Arizona Cardinals fans and, and the front office and the coaching staff for the Cardinals should be very excited about what they have in Kyler Murray. So I think we didn't see one tipped ball, if I'm not mistaken, against the Ravens, which is interesting after the Lions were kind of sitting back. So we saw a very different approach from the other team, a lot more blitzing. Um, And he was reading the field a lot better. He didn't have those overthrows. He looks like he got maybe nerves or whatever out of the first game with the Lions. Um, I counted, I went through the play-by-play real quick, five explosive plays, 25 yards or over, if that's what you consider explosive what did you see on those? Because Kirk, uh, Fitz, Keyshawn all had them. I mean, they were pretty wide open. It wasn't like he was throwing into, well, most of them were pretty wide open. Yeah, so I think one of the things when you look at the Lions game that that happened is he was, he was throwing the ball, in my view, I don't know if I would call them panic throws or they were hurried or rushed throws, but... They were throws where it looked like he was surprised he had a guy wide open down the field. He's got the ball out of his hand quickly. When you're going to throw the ball this much, the Arizona Cardinals in two games, I believe, have 92 pass attempts. That's a lot of pass attempts in two games. Kyler Murray was sacked, I believe, three times this game for 20 yards. Obviously, you would love to limit those sacks, especially when you lose that amount of yardage, 20 yards on three sacks. You'd love to limit that. But I think that when you have Kyler Murray as your quarterback, you're going to have to kind of live with some of those things because that's who he is. You you want him to create. You want him to extend plays. You want him to create those explosive plays outside of the pocket. And because you want him to do that, you're going to have to live with a few sacks. Now, the thing when when you're throwing the ball down the field, especially you're throwing go balls or deep post routes or deep throws, it's imperative as a quarterback that you give your receiver a chance to throw the ball or to catch the ball. So many times when you're watching games, you see a quarterback overthrow a receiver and he has no chance to catch it. Or you see him throw the ball out of bounds and he has no chance to catch it. On, I think we talked about it last week. On every single pass play, only four things can happen. A completion, an incompletion, an interception, and a pass interference. And on a deep throw, 
a go route or a deep post or a deep corner, in my opinion, especially on first down or second down, three of those things are good. You'll obviously take a completion. An incompletion is okay because you're trying to stress the defense, show them you can run by them and get down the field. But you'll also take a pass interference, and you're not going to get the opportunity for a completion or a pass interference if you don't put the ball in a, in a spot where your receiver can go up and battle for the ball, make one of those 50-50 catches or one of those contested catches that you hear everybody talk about. So that was one of the things that Kyler Murray did this week that he didn't do last week. He put balls in places for guys to make plays, especially down the field. I think I saw it in training camp a lot more where he really, when he's playing confidently, he will put the ball in contested areas. And I think, I don't remember how long the play was yesterday, but there was one to Christian Kirk who was just streaking up the middle and he kind of put it on the other side of him, but between two defenders, I mean, he was covered. The defender just had his back to him and Kirk made the play. And I think when you have a quarterback who is putting balls there, that's going to get you know, his receiver is going to start having more confidence in him and start being like, hey, even if I'm not open, I'm going to be aware. I'm going to be conscious that maybe that ball's coming. And I think that's good. And it stresses defenses, obviously. When you have contested balls thrown and he's hitting on those explosive plays, what does that do to a defense as far as covering them, especially for a team that's struggling to get the run going? Well, it's very important. Look, I mean, I think that's one of the positives of when you drafted Kyler Murray and you brought in Cliff Kingsbury. This is an offense that Kyler Murray's ran in college. It's an offense he's been familiar with all the way down to the hand signals, to the route concepts, and the way they call plays. It's something Kyler Murray is, is he understands. It's something he's confident in. And when Kyler is confident, he's able to play with, with decisiveness and he's able to play with aggressiveness. And when you can do those two things as a quarterback, anticipating becomes easier, being accurate becomes easier. But one of the main things you see from guys who play like that on a regular basis, guys like Drew Brees, guys like Aaron Rodgers, what they're, Patrick Mahomes, what they're able to do is they're able to throw guys open. They're able to be creative throwers. You saw Patrick Mahomes yesterday work up in the pocket and throw another one of his no-look passes to his from running right, throwing back to his left. you got to be a confident thrower and a confident guy to do that. And I think we're seeing Kyler get more and more confident as games go on and as he plays more. And that's an important thing to do because in the NFL, unlike college, we turn on college games every Saturday and we see guys running down the field wide open, 30, 40 yards, nobody within sight. You don't see that in the NFL. And so it's very important that Kyler learns how to put balls in places where only his guys can catch and what NFL coaches and quarterbacks would call throwing guys open. This, the proverbial back shoulder throws, those types of throws. And as you said, when Kyler is comfortable, he, he makes a lot of those great throws and it flashes on tape. And so, like I said, there's a lot for this Arizona offense to improve on. They only had 11 rush attempts for, I think, 20 yards. That's a, a problem. When you look at what, what the Baltimore Ravens did, Lamar Jackson was very efficient. I believe Lamar Jackson was 24 for 37 passing, 272 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He only had two sacks for 14 yards. He played very efficient football. I think those are really good stats. But the stat that sticks out to me the most when you're talking about Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson had 16 carries for 120 yards, whereas Kyler Murray only had three carries for four yards. And and when you look at the Arizona Cardinals' struggles, especially in short-yarded situations or the red zone, 
I don't know if this run scheme has to get more diverse or if they have to find a way to include Kyler Murray more in the run game to create better numbers. We'll get to the run game and David Johnson red zone in a second, but I want to ask, looking at what and how the Ravens use Lamar Jackson, I don't think they called a lot of run plays, um, maybe a handful, but he created a lot on his own. Um, Chandler Jones, I think, was literally behind him twice where he just scooted out of the pocket because the edge was gone, basically. Um, What can they learn from what Lamar did and maybe put it in? Because, I mean, I think it's offensive line play, too, matters, and Kyler doesn't have the best offensive line right now. So is there anything that you saw Lamar do that, hey, maybe they could implement that? I mean, I know they're different runners, but... They are, they are different runners, but I think Kyler's just as capable. And and one of the the old sayings, you know, is you'll never go broke taking a profit. And I think for Kyler, that might be interesting for him. I think what Kyler's tried to do over the first two weeks is move around in the pocket, escape, but show people he has the ability to keep his eyes downfield, keep his receivers in play, and get the ball out of his hands. And I think sometimes early in games, it might be good to say, hey, you know what, I can throw this ball up in the air, we might get a completion, it might be an explosive play, or I can just take my six-yard profit, my seven-yard profit, my 10-yard profit by tucking the ball and running and sliding or getting out of bounds and not taking an extra hit. I think you know he's going to improve on those things as the season goes. I mean, when you looked at Lamar Jackson play last year, last season, he had some moments, but he also struggled a lot, especially throwing the football. And so far, Kyler hasn't really struggled. Look, I understand that early in the Lions game, they didn't play great and they didn't score points, or I should say touchdowns, but you saw flashes of Kyler making plays, throwing the football, and you saw more of that this week. So I think Kyler is on the right trajectory um, when it comes to a skill set and, and what they're asking him to do. I think there's just going to be a lot of growing pains between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury trying to figure out the NFL game because it is different than the college game. Even just, like I said before, the hashes are different. So when you're, when you're in the red zone and the hashes are so wide and you want to run some of your sprint out plays like you saw against the Lions, those are a little bit easier in college because the hashes are wider. You have much more field to work with, whereas in the NFL, it's more condensed and it makes everything tighter. So, you know, I just think there's some growing pains they're going to have to figure out. And, and they're going to have to figure out what they can do with this run game to stay within their scheme to incorporate David Johnson and Chase Edmonds more. Yeah, I think the the one thing with Kyler is you wonder if they're almost protecting him just to teach him, okay, do the basics of quarterbacking don't make bad decisions, and then we'll maybe throw some running in there and more play calling that way. Um, when we talk about the red zone, I mean, as a quarterback, how hard is it to gain chemistry just back, like, fades to fits? Because they were doing that a lot. It wasn't working. It didn't look really close. Um, and when you're backed up, well, not backed up, the opposite of backed up, with you're within the five-yard line, Um is that easy to even throw a fade when you have that little space? Well, people throw fades, when, in my opinion, because you feel like you have a good one-on-one matchup against a smaller corner. So when you have Larry Fitzgerald against a smaller corner, you feel good about that matchup. I wonder if, if the Arizona Cardinals thought Hakeem Butler would be able to really help them in that aspect. A, a tall, wide receiver down the red zone, they can throw balls up to, and he can create those jump ball scenarios. Obviously, they don't have him right now. That hurts the Arizona Cardinals. But look... 
People talk about it all the time when you're in the quarterback meetings, which is, hey, when we get down there, we've worked so hard. We worked so hard to get down in the red zone. Let's not take points off the board. When we're on the five-yard line or the 10-yard line or the 15-yard line, we already have a field goal in the bag. So don't lose those points. Don't give up those points by making a stupid decision and throwing an interception in the red zone and turning the ball over. So I think when people talk like that, a lot of times what happens is you can scare the quarterback out of making those confidence throws, making those aggressive throws, body shot type throws, or you're putting the ball in a place where only your receiver can get it. When you're throwing balls at the front of the end zone, you want to throw them low so your receiver can dive and make a catch and fall down in the end zone. His ball or nobody's ball. If he drops it and you throw low, it just goes into the ground. There's a problem. On the back of the end zone, you're always tucked to throw the ball goes out of the back of the end zone and you secure your throw. But when you're a quarterback trying to score touchdowns in the red zone, like we see Aaron Rodgers do, throws. Talking about having to be accurate and have really good and training your ability to put a ball where only he's going to make that play. And and right now, I think Kyler is, is, is probably frustrated with the fact that they're kicking field goals and not scoring touchdowns. But I also bet he probably feels a little bit better if they're scoring points and not turning the ball over. So I just think it's going to take time for Kyler to get confidence in his ability and, and his ability to be able to play whether they're backed up in the middle of the field or down the tight red area. And, and I think once once he makes some of those throws, especially in the tight condensed area down in the low red zone, I think that'll really help his confidence and it'll probably help the play calling for Cliff to call a little more plays that, that have more reads in them out or more options, I should say, than just a, a catch and throw fade. Yeah, Um it kind of sounds like from what you're saying that you're not completely against throwing it that much in the red zone. I'll let you answer that in a sec, but I think we saw some creativity that that's where Cliff's getting paid, obviously, with that one two-point conversion. Keyshawn Johnson was wide open in the back of the end zone, and they ran a play that kind of had some motions that looked like a couple plays prior, so I think that was kind of an interesting twist where they just lost him in coverage. Um, but yeah, do you do you agree that they it's fine to throw it that often or do you think that they definitely need to get I think we agree they need to run it more in general but do you think they need to run it more in the red zone well look I mean as a quarterback you always want to be able to line up on the two yard line the three yard line the four yard line the one yard line be able to hand the ball off and know you're going to be able to score a touchdown you want to be able to do that as a quarterback because there's going to be situations where you have to do that and 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 the Cardinals right now they, they don't seem to have that ability whether it's because of the scheme, whether it's because of the offensive line, whether it's because of David Johnson, it's probably a mixture of all three of those things. They don't seem to have that capability. And I think that's probably really frustrating right now for Cliff Kingsbury because one of the knocks on the air raid offense and the spread offense is they don't have the capability to execute in short yardage situations. Those things are all true, but I am never opposed to throwing the football. When you have a guy like Kyler Murray and you're throwing the football, you always are giving him a chance to run it. He always has a chance to scramble and run and make a play, which is what you want. But you're also giving him a chance with one, two, three, four, five receiver options to be able to move around and find a guy and throw it to him. But like I said, you have defenses in the NFL that run what's called a picket fence coverage. And what that means is you have seven guys, you have six guys, however many they want to play, that are just standing right across the goal line. And what they're saying is, is we are not going to allow you to throw easy balls at the front of the end zone. If you want to beat us, you've got to throw it over top of us in the back of the end zone. 
And those plays are very, very difficult. It's why you always see wide receivers running the back end, end line of the end zone trying to force those throws. But again, they're very difficult. The ball has to get up and over the linebackers and safeties and has to drop down right before the ball gets out of bounds. It's very difficult throws. They're hard to see. And as a quarterback, you always have it in your mind of the alarm clock, which is telling you, don't take a sack. Don't take a sack. Don't take a sack. And oh yeah, don't lose points. Don't lose points. Don't lose points. And so it's a lot of times why you see quarterbacks who, in my view, just bail themselves out. They say go. They throw a one-step fade. If they catch it, great. If they don't, it goes out of bounds. They'll take their field goal. So ultimately, I, I don't think that's where the Cardinals want to be. When you see a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is very aggressive down at the goal line. But that's because he's confident in himself and he knows that if he turns the ball over, it is what it is and he'll get another shot at it. Now, just more generally talking about the run game and the air raid, I mean, I asked David Johnson and this week before the game, hey, do you guys want to run it more? And he said, it's up to the scenario. And is that is that him talking about air raid um, as far as Kyler's going to make that decision when he's got the ball basically in his hands? Is that really how the air raid works where that's that's out the window if he thinks it's a pass play then it's not going to be a run well I don't know if that's exactly how it works but I think what David Johnson is getting at is he's saying hey I you know I'm not the play caller and if they want to run the ball more I'm happy to take these carries and obviously I want to run it more but right now we're we're executing this offense and and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a team guy and run the plays that coach calls and 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 look I think David Johnson's a, a, obviously he's been a very good player for the Cardinals over the last couple of years because of injuries in certain situations he's kind of disappeared and for me personally, I would love to see David Johnson get back to his old self because I think he would really, really help this Arizona Cardinals team. But I also think part of that is the philosophy. And if we're being honest, what Cliff Kingsbury wants to do is throw the football. He wants to get a lot of plays in and he wants to throw the football. And and so for right now, it's it's going to be really up to, to Cliff Kingsbury to look himself in the mirror and say, okay, can I make this run game more diverse? Can I make this run scheme, you know, a little bit more creative? What what can I do schematically to help this run scheme? And I think it will really, really help the Arizona Cardinals to get that run scheme going and being more creative because when you start pulling guards and pulling tackles in the run game, all of a sudden now you can look like the Dallas Cowboys where you're pulling guys and now you're running play action passes and you're throwing balls all over the field that really brings linebackers up and now you're throwing over their head and so I think the appearance of the run game would really really help their pass game in general but I think it's also important to note that the Arizona Cardinals have been playing from behind all season long and when you're playing from behind that obviously means you're going to have more pass attempts. Now I didn't think we would have to talk about this because i thought it was done deal in the preseason uh the clap cadence came back we saw it this week on the road which was interesting because i thought they were going to go silent count cliff kind of indicated they would do that on the road more um and they had a couple late series line jumps that were just didn't seem like everyone was on the same page what did you see out of that and more generally can you speak on the clap cadence and the pluses minuses if you have any thoughts on that i literally think it's the dumbest thing of all time you watched last night the sunday night game with with carson wentz and 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 matt ryan you saw a couple times on the long touchdown pass to julio jones it was an audible check a blitz check that matt ryan made and you saw him he was vigorously clapping his hands trying to tell the center hey snap the ball because he's running down and no one threw a penalty and it was all fine look 
This is the easiest thing in the world. You know, obviously I played in the NFL. I've been around the NFL for a long time in college for a long time. There's a million ways to run a silent count. There's a million ways to do it. Whether it's just, you know, pointing your hand down, you see some college teams do, whether it's just lifting your leg up, whatever it is, it's really not that difficult. So I don't understand. Do I think it's a dumb rule? It's a dumb rule. But I don't understand why the Arizona Cardinals are so hell-bent on trying to make this an, an issue. I don't understand it. And just switching back and forth, I mean, I know teams do it all the time. Whether they, Obviously, they're not doing the claps, but it just seemed like it got into their own head. And with that crowd noise and everything, everyone was kind of messed up. So, I mean... That's that's a big issue, right? Like you can't have those mistakes late in games and you're trying to come back. Especially when you're the Arizona Cardinals. Look, the Arizona Cardinals right now I like what Cliff Kingsbury's doing and I like what Kyler Murray is doing and, I, and look, I think it's Kashawn Johnson done a great job and Christian Kirk's done a great job. I'd love to see more out of Isabella. Too bad we don't have Hakeem Butler. I can kind of go on with that, you know, on and on and that, but the Arizona Cardinals right now are not good enough on offense and defense to be able to have negative plays or self-inflicted plays. And so when you have, especially when you have pre-snap penalties, illegal shifts, illegal motions, too many guys in the huddles or false start, to me those are plays that are killers because they're, they're penalties that you can control. And for the Arizona Cardinals right now, they're not good enough to overcome those types of penalties, especially late in the game in critical moments. I don't know how much you got to a chance to look at the Panthers because I know you had a busy weekend with lots of games, but Cam Newton's coming in. He didn't look super great. I don't know if he's still hurt, whatever, but I mean, they talk about a quarterback relearning his throwing motion. That seems concerning for a guy of his stature. Um, quick thoughts on Cam and that team that's going to face the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't know. I I watched the Cardinals a ton. Obviously, I played in the NFC South, so I played against Cam eight different times, or I should say I watched him on the sidelines play against us eight different times. And the guy's an incredible athlete. He's still a very good player. Look, I, when you're talking about the, the, the Carolina Panthers, can off the top of your head, can you name some of their wide receivers? And outside of Curtis Samuel, who's just been okay to me, the answer is really no. And when you look at the offensive line and some of the guys they've lost, like Ryan Khalil, they haven't been able to replace those guys. And so we can talk about Cam Newton and him being inconsistent in his injuries, just like we can talk about anything with the Arizona Cardinals. But I think what my main case has been, whether it's with the Cardinals or anybody else, is people forget that football is the ultimate team sport. And as a quarterback, it's the most reliant position in all of sports. You rely heavily on everybody else on your team to do their job. And right now, when you watch Cam, has he been inconsistent? Of course. Has he been inaccurate? Yes. Has he looked like the same kind of athlete and runner we've seen in the past? The answer is no. But also, Cam is getting hit a ton. And, and like we saw with Andrew Luck, that's just very, very taxing on a quarterback. Two teams will be looking to get their first win next week. You got anything else for us this week, Rudy? Um, I mean, look, the NFL has been a two crazy weeks, and and of anything, it's been two crazy weeks for NFL quarterbacks. You got Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. You got Drew Brees out for six weeks, possibly more with a thumb injury. I know a lot about thumb injuries. They're terrible. They're hard to come back from. So you obviously got Nick Foles out. You got Andrew Luck retiring. So there's a lot of things in the quarterback world right now that, and then you got all of a sudden out of nowhere, Jimmy G playing really good, which, yeah. which was a big story in the preseason. So the Arizona Cardinals, last thing, they're in a very tough division. The Rams look 
look really good. The 49ers look good. The Seahawks look good. So as, as encouraging as it has been to see the Arizona Cardinals get better and where they, from where they were from last year, they're still a ways away from being able to compete in the NFC West. I guess the only positive news out of what you just said is the Saints are on their schedule. The uh, Who's the other Steelers. one? Steelers are on their schedule, and they're definitely out of, without Ben. So we'll be an interesting uh, season ahead just because of the other things that are going on in the NFL. That's Rudy Carpenter. I'm Kevin Zimmerman. Um, we're trying to get this podcast up on every platform, iTunes, whatever. Um, but it's definitely on the site now. We appreciate you listening. Thank you.